Broadcasting from high above the reserve, this is Radio Harambe. Jombo, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to Radio Harambe, the companion podcast to our website, jomboeveryone.com. I am Dave McBride, broadcasting from the Radio Harambe studios, and joining me for this special D23 download episode is Safari Mike. Mike, how are you doing? I'm well, Dave. How are you? I'm doing well. This, um, I think we thought this would be pretty exciting, um, and it really is. There is a great mix here, what we're going to go over with, uh, mm-hmm. of new information along with sort of confirmation of stuff that we already knew. Um, like I said, we're going to spend this entire episode discussing all of this information, uh, mostly regarding the Animal Kingdom released this past week, this past weekend at the D23 Expo. Uh, Mike's going to, we're going to hand, get, even give him a sort of a pseudo world news moment here and go over some of the other non-Animal Kingdom related announcements. And, uh, and so... and. And Mike, what I plan on doing um, is bookending this. We're going to start with Animal Kingdom stuff, and then we're going to end with Animal Kingdom stuff. And in the middle, we'll okay. do sort of the things in the middle. And I think the the, the thing that um, is probably most talked about online, um, but I don't know if I would call it the thing that's most um, talked about within the Animal Kingdom community, uh, is Avatar. Okay. Um, of course, Avatar is a huge billion-dollar property, and it's getting its fair share of uh, press for what mm-hmm. they showed here at the D23. Um, I'd say the first thing is confirmation of the name, um, right? It's called uh, Pandora, the world of Avatar. I believe we thought this already, correct? Yeah, that was leaked before, but yeah. it was never... I think, uh, actually, if my memory serves, James Cameron... Uh, James Cameron said it at one point in some yeah. sort of interview. Yeah. Um, sort of leaking the information. So that was already kind of out there. This Disney's just confirming it here. Right. So we know that that's what it's going to be called. Pandora, the world of Avatar. Not very imaginative name. Um, it doesn't really say much about the backstory, which we'll get into in a second. Mm-hmm. But it's confirmation, and that's what we can, can call it from now on. I'm just going to call it Pandora, I guess, is, or Avatar. But probably Pandora is what, is what it's going to end up being called. Um, no, it's not. People are just going to refer to it as Avatar. Avatar, probably, yeah. We're okay. going over to Avatar. Right, right. <laughs> Yeah, and that's true, and that's what people do, right? Uh, guests were allowed to see the the um, guests to D twenty three were allowed to see the giant model this entire area. Now, this is the model that we've seen sort of glimpses and bits of in various um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know videos. And at last year's D twenty three in Japan, um, we saw quite a bit of this model, and we've seen uh, you know some still photos taken uh, of this model. And now it was on display, really for all to see. Um, mm-hmm. There were a few differences. I think they've added some some things. I, I was told now, neither Mike nor I were at D23, so let's get that straight right off the bat. But uh, we had a lot of intrepid <laughs> reporters out there who were passing 
over the animal kingdom information to us as quickly as they possibly can. We can't thank them enough for that. Yep. Um, and you know who you are. Uh, Mike knows them by their Twitter handle. So I don't. I don't Brain remember. dud. Yeah, I mean, Je- our friend Jeff. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he was all over the place, and you know, and just getting us picture after picture. And there were a few others who did so mm-hmm. for me as the time went on. Um, the model, which. If you go to jobboeveryone.com and you go to the posting that Mike put up from uh, August 14th, you'll find just about all these pictures um, that he sent us, including a couple really large pictures. Now, the the mock-up in the in the foreground of the third picture, the uh, the second picture, the actual model itself shows a building right. um, that I don't remember seeing in any of the old shots. Uh, Never seen it before. Correct. Yeah, and I don't. Th- I think that's been sort of you know everybody kind of agrees with that. So we are seeing some um, some changes here, uh, and also I thought what was really cool is that they seem to be presenting the model in both nighttime and daytime views. Right, right. They so were. so people were getting that bioluminescent feel mm-hmm. and that big change in the presentation of the entire area at night. Correct. Correct. Yeah, they were switching the lighting uh, there, so yeah. it makes it look like you know, it was all the bioluminescence versus. Um, you know, the daytime kind of look to it of a thick rainforest. Now, we mentioned this this um, building, and we think it is something that's, at least I think, it's part, the building is part of something that's going to be sort of key in the storyline. And yes. the other thing that you see throughout these pictures that Mike posted is um, certainly the first two, you're seeing what are essentially posters for travel. Um, for a travel company. And so what we're having now is the backstory of how we're integrating Pandora into the Animal Kingdom's storyline. Mm-hmm. It's, to me, it's very similar to the Dino Institute, this right. pseudo, you know, pretend, not pseudo, but pretend uh, travel company, Alpha Centauri Expeditions, is taking you we're using new technology to the faraway land of Pandora, right? As a travel person, you know you're you're traveling there, much like you know using the time rovers to get to the Cretaceous period, right? And and they were even Mike handing out brochures for the Alpha not, Centauri expeditions or something like that, right? Leaflets or something. They were not only handing out brochures, but before you would enter the model, you would see a video um, with uh, Marshall Lamb. Uh, who is the head of uh, Ace, who is actually John Landau, the executive producer of uh, Avatar, right. uh, who you've seen, you know, in all these, you know, you know, hanging around James Cameron, you know, with all the all these photo, press photos and stuff uh, for the for the land. He, you know, put on his acting, uh, you know, uh, chops and <laughs> and did a fairly poor job of it <laughs> of acting. But, you know, he's not an actor. He's not an actor. Uh, correct. Yeah, and, you know, he was, it was kind of campy and kind of silly. Uh, but he was the, uh, you know, Marshall Lamb. And he was just sort of it's, it was supposed to be the sort of like an advertisement uh, right. for this company. And, you know, why it would be so great to go to Pandora. I, I don't know how we're going to – there doesn't seem to be, at least, any sort of um, explanation as to how we're going to implement that backstory. Like, how does the guest go from Disney's Animal Kingdom to Pandora it, via It doesn't Ace? look like it because if, if you look at the model of the, of the land itself, you'll see two ways to get in and out of it. Correct. 
One is the bridge and one is the pathway that goes along the side up to where Harambe is. Um, so I think you just walk into it. There's no, you know, you can't enter a building and sort of, you know, they do something almost like, you know, the hydrolators for living seas or something like right, that. I mean, right. you just go just walking right in. Yeah, it, it's not... Um... It's it, it's not clear. I, I, I we think that's what they're going to do. We don't know. I mean, there may be something. That's true. But that's I think true. nothing more than just maybe signs in the wall. Um, one of the things that I liked in the uh, the Marshall Lamb brochure was that it said uh, "Pack for tropical weather." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they also in those brochures and and, mos- and mosquito like creatures. Yeah. The brochure does confirm. The base camp idea, which is what right. you see in the, uh, um, right, in the model. Excuse me. Correct. The you know the big building I believe is the base camp. Yeah, it's the big building in the foreground of that second picture we were talking about there, which is probably the least interesting thing on the entire model because it just looks like a big beige, you know, <laughs> building yeah, on a, a building on a toy train layout or something. It's not. Yeah, nothing. It's, it's, it's very blah. Yeah. Um, I can only assume that they really just haven't decided what they're actually going to make it look like yet. Right. Because it's it's just sort of like white plaster color. It's nothing, you know, there's no detail to it really at all. So I, that's the only thing I can assume that this is, you know, they haven't really decided what they want to look like. But I think it's a good way to actually, you know, um, have a good story to have actually shops and restaurants there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it makes I'm, sense. Yeah, it does. I mean, what we, we were we were opining over and over again about how they're going to integrate those kind of things, mm-hmm. and to be able to do so in the context of a travel company's sort of lodge is uh, answers all the questions you could ever ask. I mean, it, right. it basically opens them up to put anything they want in there. Uh, you right, know, right, right. A cafeteria, uh, yeah, you know, a, a, anything mm-hmm. you could possibly imagine can go in there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a sit-down restaurant with views of the floating mountains or something like that. They could they can create a very easily create a backstory for every establishment they put inside of, inside and around this camp. Um, <laughs> so that makes it kind of simple. Um, Personally, I think it's brilliant. I mean, I think it's. I, I think the idea of using that as the backstory is is you know answers all the questions. Job well done. I mean, I, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, th- this 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 does it. Um, it would be nice. I know it sounds a little goofy, but it would be nice if there were some sort of hydrolator thing to get you at least into the land of Avatar. But and I be I mean you know the land in Disney terms, but I, mm-hmm. I, I that's just not possible. I mean it's just going to be too many people coming in and out, and you don't want to make it too much of a bottleneck. Yeah, yeah you don't want to line up just to get in there. So it's going to have to be just a large, um, you know, sign an entrance way, and that's really all you can ask for. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, you're just going to have to assume that when you walk the bridge, you're on Avatar, right. and you're right. part of this, uh, you know. Ace expedition and right. you know walk over to base camp and you know buy yourself a avatar toy or something exactly exactly uh, the other thing Mike that was confirmed for us was the e ticket attraction uh, which we've known about for a while we've disca- d- dis- described it as a Soren style tra- attraction um, is going to be called 
Avatar Flights of Passage. Now, I don't know why the word Avatar needs to be in that as well, but okay. Um, Avatar Flights of Passage. And Mm -hmm. Disney actually describes it as, quote, an e-ticket attraction, interesting that they use that phrase, will allow guests to experience what it's like to fly with Banshees. We've known all this before. The only only confirmation is the name is Flight of Passage. The the two things that you, if you parse the wording that James Cameron and Joe Rohde used in the the presentation, and now we're on to the presentation as opposed to the model, is that, you know, James Cameron says something along the lines is this is the by far or, you know, this is better than any other flight attraction you've ever seen. The technology is better. And I believe it was Joe Rohde that actually said, or maybe it was James Cameron that said, it's a personal flight, that it makes it almost sound like you're on... Each person is on their own banshee. Yes, yes. I'm not sure how that could be, but they I... did say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is interesting. They did say that. Um, I, I'm not going to uh, get get too tied up in that, but but they both said that word, that phraseology, yes. I believe. So, that yeah, that does... That is fascinating, Mike. I, I don't know how they're going to do that. I don't know what we're in for here, uh, but... Um, it's coming together, mm-hmm. and it's and it, you know it's in it's in certainly they they know what they're going to build, so it's it's coming. Um, they also they also made a point, and this might have in the presentation that um, this is not the movie. They are not you. This has nothing to do with the movie itself. There's going to be no elements from the movie. There's going to be right. none of the characters from the movie. They're just putting you in the environment of Pandora. And by characters, um, you mean there's going to be no none of the Navi people in the movie or the humans, because obviously, because obviously a banshee is a character in the movie. So you're going. Well, to there see... might be a Navi because they actually had a model of one there. Right. Um, right. You, you might see some in the in the boat ride, which we can get to in a minute. We will. Yep. That's next. But um, but they made a, a particular point that that they're not. You're. This is taking place after, I believe, after. Um, the events of the movie, you know, this is in the future of that so that you're not, you know, there's going to be no army men running around. There's going to be no, um, none of that. I will tell you that if you look closely at the model, there almost looks like, and I, I could be reading, you know, I could be just sort of reading too much into the visuals of this model. It almost looks like there, there might be actually, uh, you know, things from, you know, almost like, uh, wreckage. From, from certain things. If you take a look at some of the pictures of the models that you'll see on online, it almost looks like that. It could be just the plants or whatnot. Just in no, there actually in there's there's a wreckage type thing in even in some of the um, photos that we posted. In fact, in the first photo that we posted, or you'll see it looks almost like a concept art picture mm-hmm. but i believe what it is is just a close-up shot taken of the model right and um and yeah, does it look like wreckage yep it absolutely is so absolutely maybe this is. goes to the fact that this is well after the events of the movie of course you know, yes. uh, spoiler spoiler alert but there was a big battle with the army and the navi at the end of that movie um and a lot of wreckage uh, you know, so maybe this takes don't place. worry about spoiling it mike everybody's seen it <laughs> it's the highest grossing of people, film of, of all time liked it but many people saw it um but anyway, and um, just to just to kind of keep moving on because there is a bit of information here. Um, this nice and relaxing boat ride, uh, mm-hmm. which which has been described, not, I'm paraphrasing, but they use those words in a couple of these descriptions, um, uh, was also, I would say, announced uh, 
mm-hmm. but no real information or deal was made out of it. There was no um, name for it. No. Um, it was just sort of an afterthought with um, some of these announcements. In fact, it kind of leads me to believe, despite what people at D23 are saying, um, it leads me to believe that this might, the idea of this being delayed may in fact be the case. And I say that because during D23, the Disney Parks blog essentially puts out their own, their sort of companion press releases. They're, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're couched in the, uh, in, in disguised as blog postings, but they're really just press releases. And within that, when the, Avatar Flight of Passage name was announced, they described, and and I think it was the announcement of both the Flight of Passage and the name Pandora World of Avatar were both put in the same posting. The quote that kind of threw me a little bit is they described Pandora as, and I quote, awe-inspiring floating mountains, a nighttime jungle of bioluminescent plants, as well as an amazing new attraction called Avatar Flight of Passage. Mm-hmm. So they left off in the official description this ride. Now it may just be that this—they don't think this ride is going to be all that awe-inspiring. <laughs> to use well, their there's own another phrase. explanation possibly for that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Joe Rody in his in the in the in the uh, presentation specifically said a couple of things about the boat ride. One is that. It was going to be a family ride, and you know they want to make sure that you know there are some families obviously that the kids are too young to enjoy a thrill ride such as the flight of passage. So they want to make sure there was an attraction for kids. He also referred to it as uh, very romantic, be that as a man, but that's just Joe being a romantic, a romantic himself. Roma- but he also said, romantic yet for kids. Yeah, but he also said that this was this attraction was going to be such where the boat. Uh, the the uh, ride through the boat ride is is going to be in a part of the forest, quote unquote, that was always illum- uh, bioluminescent, was always at night, um, essentially, or so so dark that the bioluminescence was always going to be there. So um, I take took that to mean number one is that uh, this was going to be a completely indoor attraction as opposed to maybe partially outdoor, mm-hmm. and number two is maybe when they're referring to this bioluminescence forest. They're referring to this attraction. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know why they would be. It wouldn't shock me. You're not the first person to say this could be a phase two. And, uh, yeah, I don't I don't know why the nighttime jungle of bioluminescent plants wouldn't say a a ride through a nighttime, you know, a, mm-hmm. a cruise through a nighttime jungle. Of, I mean, I... I, I see what you're saying. I just, I th- I think there may be a little bit. It may not be that they know it's going to be delayed, and they're not telling us. It may be that it's just not far enough along in its development yet, where they're kind of wondering, you know, worried whether or not it will open with yeah. the rest of it. Um, Fair enough. Having said that, there the if you look at our posting again, go back to the uh, to the post that Mike put up uh, on this just this past Friday, I believe it was. You'll see. Lots of models of the animals mm-hmm. on Pandora, 
And there's also a uh, lots of pictures floating around of a model of a Navi, which Mike was referring before. Now, um, it could very well be, and I'm assuming that these models, these animals, this Navi are going to be part of. It's not. Oh, let me put it this way: It's not too much of a leap to think that these are models for audio animatronic figures that may be used mm-hmm. in some context, and possibly even this context of this ride. I would assume ride. so. Yeah, yeah I, we don't we don't know exactly yet what we're going to get here. But um, Mike, before we move on to the to the world stuff, anything sure. else in Avatar that you think uh, needs to be mentioned? Did I did I leave anything out? You didn't leave anything out, but one of the things they showed at the presentation was, you know, this whole, um, you know, Joe Rody and his team are very big on going to faraway places to do research. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually showed them doing that in this particular case. They were going to China. Um, for people who recall uh, the reflections of China, the uh, movie at the, in, in uh, the China Pavilion Ep- in Epcot, they show... A scene where the narrator is in these limestone caves that are very um, colorful. I don't know if you remember this particular segment. And then he says something. The only thing more impressive than these caves is what's above. And they go up above, and there's these mountains that are very, very strange looking. Um, I believe they're right. the, in uh, the Gian Mountains in China, and they're you know these limestone, these mountains made of limestone. And they show Joe and his team there taking. You know, drawing and stuff, and you could see when you, if you look at this film and then you look at the model of Avatar, you could see that that's sino kind of where, uh, you know, there's definitely a uh, a feel, a similar feel to the to the to the landscape. So yet again, uh, Mr. Brody and his team were traveling all about uh, the world. In this case, China, to sort of uh, you know get their you know their theme of it. Right. I mean, it's it's pretty uh it's starting to get a little bit more impressive here for Mm -hmm. sure to me um i'm you know i'm i'm like i said i'm excited about it i think this is this is starting to look good i've been excited about it for a long time um and i think this is it's really i mean if it this is this this has a wow factor to it there's no two ways about it i don't know about the ride it's hard to Mm -hmm. say but what they're planning on pulling off not only aesthetically looks like it's going to fit fine in that you're not going to be distracted by anything. There's not going to be any big giant castle with a dragon at the top, which makes you wonder, oh, my God, why am I in the animal kingdom if there's giant dragons on the top? Um, but <laughs> the, right. Right. But this is going to fit more aesthetically into it. I like that. Uh, mm-hmm. I like the idea of, of how they're going. I mean, I just think this is all a net positive, And it's, you know, as we keep moving forward. Um, hopefully it continues along this line. Like I said, I, I do suggest you go and take a look at this posting Mike did. You can actually read most of this brochure that was put out yes. as well. So you get a real idea of what is going on. Now, mm-hmm. just so we don't think that D23 and we don't leave out our our non-Animal Kingdom fanatics. I don't know why anybody who's not would be listening to us. But if you're not, Mike also claims... That there was actually something of interest being talked about at D23, not related to the Animal Kingdom. I don't really believe him, but I'm going to uh, give him a chance to convince me. (laughs) All right, Dave. So we're going to go from least interesting to most interesting. Um, All right? Yes. First, they announced a little bit more about Frozen Ever After, which is the ride and meet and greet at um, Epcot in the Norway Pavilion. 
Um, the only really interesting things about this was if you watch the, the the Parks and Resorts presentation, the least amount of applause by far was for all of this stuff. Um, they did show concept art of the you know the the log, the you know this uh, wood cabin that they're using for the meet and greet and stuff, and they made a big point of talking about how they the team went to Norway and used an actual historic building for this. And they said on a couple of different occasions how this is going to bring people into the culture of Norway and really get them excited to for they're almost trying to justify the changing of Norway to Arendelle. It was actually kind of funny, um, but that's that's the whole Norway bit. They actually showed an audio a, a brief clip of an audio animatronic of Sven the reindeer. I know you have no idea who that is. No, but the uh, reindeer Sorry. character in it. It was actually a very good audio animatronic. It's obviously going. They're using top-notch uh, AAs for all of this kind of stuff. But that was the Frozen stuff. I don't know if you care about that at all. Um, I don't think no matter what I saw there, it was going to convince me that this was a good idea, if that's what they're trying to do. Um, yeah, they were trying. I yeah. think they understood that the, the audience that they were before um, was the hardcore Disney fan. And hated it. Who hates this idea. Exactly. So they tried to justify it as much as they can. This was not a group of... You know, uh, you know, they weren't like a Comic Con where they would play up how you know how great everybody loves Frozen and stuff like that. They were a D twenty three these hardcore Disney fans, so it was it was kind of interesting to see how they kind of went through that as fast as they could. And they said like three different times how you know Norway was involved and in, you know the history of Norway and the architecture and blah 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 blah. My God, interesting. Honestly, I'm stunned they mentioned it at all. Well, they had to mention it. I mean, it's it's Why? coming up. Because it's a parks and resorts thing. This is coming out next year. They're going to mention it. Yeah, but their you know damage control is their is their big thing. I, I they I, I you know yes they could mention it, but I'm surprised they tried tried to justify it at all. Mm-hmm. I would have expected more of your um, you know sort of corporate line that they like to give us. You know we're going to have new and exciting imaginative things and Walt always said that the changes you know the parks never cha- uh, never stop changing blah, 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 you know all that kind of junk that they've been giving us for ages and ages um, you know I- I'm surprised that they tried a little bit more than that I you know <laughs> I-, I again I <laughs> They I didn't do the Tom Staggs line. I agree. This is one of the few. This is one of the few times where I have um, really disliked the concept of something. Mm-hmm. I I'm, I'm almost always a person who says, "I understand you don't like it. I understand they're taking away something." I mean, this is I'm somebody who didn't care they were taking away Horizons or something. It wasn't until after I saw what it was replaced with do I then go back and say that was a stupid idea, right? <laughs> you know, right. but I don't. I don't just on. But this on just on just a, the concept alone, I didn't like. So I'm surprised, and I think everybody agrees with that, or at least most of the people in that room probably agreed with that. But let's get past Frozen. Okay, let's move into probably the maybe one of the, the the announcement that was most under the radar. And in fact, it wasn't even at the Parks and Resorts um, presentation. It was at the Jungle Cruise presentation that they did on day one. And that is they announced the restaurant going into Adventureland is the Jungle Cruise or or something like that limited Skipper Canteen, which is going to be they've announced that it's going to be a sit down restaurant that's going to um, reflect the cuisines of both Africa and South America, and I think even Asia, they said. 
and they, they you know they said they're going to be def- several different themed rooms. Um, one of them is going to be a once hidden room, a secret meeting place of the Society of Explorers and Adventurers, right. that um, of course are part of several of the Asian parks. Um, for people who don't know, uh, the Twilight Zone, or the, excuse me, the Tower of Terror at uh, Tokyo Disney Sea is run by as uh, Mr. Hightower, who is a member of the Society, and Mystic Manor, Lord Mystic, the owner of that that uh, attraction was a member of C, the Society of Explorers and Ventures. So they're going to incorporate that into this. There are going to be skippers walking around being your servers and stuff, and they're going to have, you know, they're going to be, you know, well, use a people lot of dressed camp- like skippers. Right, but they're gonna, what yeah. I mean to say is they're going to use a lot of the, probably the same campy humor and that kind of style that you get as skippers of right. uh, the Jungle Cruise boats. So... I thought this was a great announcement. I'm very I, happy about it. I can't. I couldn't agree more. I think it's. I. I. I, I love the idea. I. I mm-hmm. love. I love. I absolutely love that they're adding something that is not also a cross promotion for the latest film, or right. for a film at all. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I. I just think that that you know, it's fantastic. I mean, they're 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 actually Mike putting in a. A, a you know they're they're investing money and effort and time by Imagineering to make something in the Magic Kingdom that will not fuel plush sales. And now, when was the last time we could say that? That's true, but not to, right. Not to be I a mean, Debbie Downer. No, I'm not being a Debbie Downer. I no, honestly, no, you're mean, not. Uh, I, I was about to say something that. Could oh, be okay, okay, okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Um. I think, you know, a lot of this goes hand in hand in the fact that, you know, the Trader Sam's Grotto Grog is so hugely popular and everything that's going on at the Polynesian. And this kind of feels like it's going to be that kind of place. So I think they're kind of, and so is, uh, you know, uh, uh, Jack, what's the, what's the guy's name from Raiders of the Lost Ark and that? Uh, that oh, I'll never remember. But yeah, that the, the, that's, the, that's over at the, uh, the, the Springs. Yeah. Yeah, and they're actually, you know what? They're they're making that that uh, pilot Jack, whatever his name is, a member of C too. So they're oh, going to incorporate some of that into that uh, you know, that thing. So I mean, it's it's a popular thing. They've obviously realized how popular it is, so they're going to sort of capitalize on it to some degree. I, I think it's great either way. Re- re- I agree. Regardless, I mean, I think it's a I think it's a great thing. So okay, so you've con- so you've convinced that- me one here that this is this is worth. <laughs> There's just one other thing about that, though. I think people who long for the days of the Adventurers Club and miss it, this is probably the closest you're going to get. It's not the Adventurers Club. Right. But this is about as close as you're going to get. Is it going to be alcohol? That's a good question. They haven't announced that at all. Hmm. Be interesting to see. Is there going to be a bar? They haven't said that either. They just Mm -hmm. said there's going to be several themed rooms for this restaurant. Yeah, I think all they said was it's sit down, and a lot of people believe that it'll probably follow the, the um, what's the word I'm looking for? But the the way they do it at be our guest, it's going to be the counter service in the afternoon and the sit down at night. I don't know; they haven't really said that. They just said it was going to be a sit down, but a lot of people are making that presumption. Please build a bar, please. (laughs) Begging you, build the bar. Of course, it would be the only. It'd be, it'd be impossible to get in the place, but if there mm-hmm. was a bar, because it'd be the only one in the property. But yeah, okay, cool. So what else? Over at Hollywood Studios, Dave. The rest of this takes place at Hollywood Studios. Of course, the park that. <laughs> Thank God for that. Needs this the most. 
Uh, they announced uh, Toy Story Land. Now, you know, Disney aficionados know that there's such a thing called Toy Story Playland. Right. Which is widely panned. And it's at, uh, I believe it's Hong Kong mm-hmm. as well as uh, Disney Power Studios. And it's basically just flat rides. It's sort of their version of Dinorama. A couple of flat rides and, right. you know, all themed to, to uh, Toy Story. Right. This is half that. Um, they're building a land. The theme is going to be you're in Andy's backyard. Um, you're now the size of a toy. And there are a couple of attractions there. One being a kid, you know, basically a family coaster where Andy has built a, a train set and is using the Slinky Dog as the car. So you're going to be riding Slinky Dogs. It looks kind of reminiscent of like the Snow White, uh, you know, the Seven Dwarves Mine Train kind okay. of coaster. I think it's going to be that level of excitement. And there's also going to be another attraction based upon the Little Green Men, where um, it's basically going to be like a whip ride where you're kind of running around. You're going to be in like these little saucers in this big circle and whipping around. And there's going to be a giant claw coming down that's going to feel like it's going to grab you at points. Um, And they're going to incorporate the Toy Story Mania and the new third track of Toy Story Mania all into this new land. Um, Basically, I guess, uh, where, you know, behind where the Backlot Tour used to be. Huh. Okay. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on Toy Story Land? Uh, uh, unimpressed. Um, Go ahead. I, I, I just think the park needs more than that. I mean, I. But you know, I'm not well, going to. I'm not going to pass judgment until we get into the rest of what we're hearing here. But yeah, but um, I, I, uh, you know, I, okay. What, you know, what? Toy Story is a huge property, and Toy it Story is. is one of is you know still probably the best property that Pixar has ever created for them. You, you would you would think that we would build on that a little bit more than just a couple of kitty rides and uh, and a little kitty land. You know, I, I, just just what just just my initial feeling, but I I don't you know. I don't know. They, they also, oddly enough, it's one of those um, things. Let me let me just let me just say it this yeah, way, ahead. Mike. It's one of those things where just from listening to the description, I won't pay any attention. I won't have any, any interest in it, except for the interest for a child of mine. Um, but for me personally, as the adult who pays to get in, um, there's nothing. Th- this is of no interest to me. So it's hard for me to comment because I really, <laughs> you know, what's there for me? What, I'm not going to go on a you know, on these little kitty rides. So unless well, they the have poster, to... might be fun. Eh, maybe. I mean, Seven Dwarves Mine Train was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. You, you think this is going to? You think this is going to be of that magnitude? Oh, I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Not so. not Goofy's Barnstormer. I don't think so. Okay. Well, I think let's see. I mean, it almost looks like they they rock the the train a little bit and the 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 concept, uh, not the art, but they did like a brief video of. Uh, of it in in development i think this is certainly a step above the toy story playlands that they have elsewhere which is really just a couple of flat rides you know there's like a uh, right. you know parachute drop and you know that kind of stuff sure um and it, it would just look kind of lame this looks at least a little uh, at least a little bit more uh, better themed the one thing they did say though uh, on a, at least one occasion during this presentation maybe twice was they compared it to cars land in Disney's California Adventure, which seems bold at best. Yeah. Um, I mean, Cars Land is widely considered perhaps the best theme land in the United States of America. Well, 
yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm only, on. I'm only looking at these, um, these pictures now because I, you know, I, I, I really did not read any of this stuff outside of the Animal <laughs> Kingdom leading up to here. Um, and yeah, I, the when I, when you first said Toy Story Land, I thought we were talking about a Toy Story concept uh, or to, toy, uh, con, the conceptual design of Toy Story used in, like, as if it were Cars Land. Um, that same sort of thing, but I, uh, you know, that it is not. That's not what's this. That's not what's here. Yeah. No, it's it's a nice. It's like a little. It really looks kind of like a a nice little land, all based on Toy Story. The odd thing to me, though, about the whole thing is this area is called Pixar Place, and the only the only franchise they're using is Toy Story. It's Toy Story. There's no uh, up. There's no Monsters Inc. Yeah. There's no cars. There's no. Uh, Finding Nemo. I mean, I understand that some of these things are located at other parks, but there's no, you know, Ratatouille ride. There's nothing um, from any of the other types of, or any of the other film franchises. Everything is Toy Story at Pixar Place, which seems a little odd to me. That's not to say maybe that in the future they're not going to add like an Incredibles Dark Ride or a high-tech Monsters Inc. coaster, but at least for the foreseeable future, it's only Toy Story. It is weird. You ready for the big one? <laughs> yes. Star Wars Land has become officially announced. Uh, yeah. Um, there are quite a few things on on the horizon here for Star Wars. Um, let's go through them. Do, uh, do, do me a favor. As we go through them, um, focus only on Florida. And then just throw in the the California ones at the end. But let's keep this Florida focus for now because I know that there is some stuff going on both coasts. Sure, but I mean the stuff in the, uh, out on the West Coast is essentially the same as the stuff right. on the East Coast. Okay. So it's, it's really not that much different. Right. O- only a couple of spots where it's changing. Okay. Um, basically, Disney has announced um, a new fourteen acre uh, Star Wars land for both Disney's Hollywood Studios and. Uh, Disneyland. Um, they have not announced where these are going to be located. Um, I can tell you that I would assume that the one at Hollywood Studios, which only we care about, is going to cover Echo Lake and the current um, Indiana Jones attraction. And the and the one in California would be Tomorrowland. Uh, well, I'm actually hearing Toontown, but I mean, that okay, and that makes sense official. too. But that, but I don't know if that's big enough. But hi, neither here nor there. Go ahead. Neither here nor there. Yep. Um, Let's go through a couple of the things that they have announced for this new land. First of all, Star Tours itself, the attraction. By the end of this year, there's going to be new a new destination integrated into the ride itself. So you have a new possibility, at least one. Um, I can only assume, and I think they actually confirmed that, that it's going to be related to the new films coming out soon. Jedi Training Academy is moving. It's going to be uh, made bigger, and appears it's going to go inside to one of those theaters that they that they have over there. Um, they're going to add new characters and new plot lines. I'm under my understanding is one of the characters they're adding is one of the ones from the uh, the uh, Rebels uh, Disney XD television show that's fairly popular with kids. Yeah. While this is obviously there's no timetable for the land itself, which I'll get to it a little bit more specifically in a moment, mm-hmm. um, they are adding what's called Launch Bay. 
Star Wars launch bay, which is basically be going to be some meet and greets, uh, chances to check out new Star Wars merchandise and uh, video games and like test them out and stuff like that. Mm. And I believe to, to, to sort of give you some of the, you know what's coming for Star Wars coming. Um, that's going to be in the an- current animation building at Hollywood Studios. It's going to be for people who care in uh, Disneyland. It's going to be in Tomorrowland's Interventions. But it's going to be at the animation building in Hollywood Studios. They are announcing, uh, they announced that I guess Star Wars Weekends is no longer. And its place is going to be a festival or a, a, I guess, an event called Seasons of the Force, which is basically going to be Star Wars Weekends. Uh, but they're going to basically use it at California, too. There's going to be a new fireworks show, all that kind of stuff. Briefly, for people uh, who go to California, Space Mountain's going to get a Hyper Space Mountain overlay, which is going to feature Star Wars stuff for during this, this time of the year. Um, that is essentially all, everything besides the land. You want me to just go right into the land, Dave? Yeah. Okay. The only thing that they have announced to date is the following. It is going to take place, you know, I think we've talked about this in the past. We weren't sure what they were going to do. Was there going to be, you know, a couple of acres where you'd be in Dagobah, a couple of acres of Tatooine, a little section of Hoth or, you know, the Ewok village or whatnot. That is not the case. The whole entire land is going to take place on a new planet that you don't know about. Um, it's going to, be, I believe it's going to be part of the new See, you know, the news trilogy coming out, but it's mm-hmm. essentially a um, sort of like it's, it reminds me a little bit when they described it of most Eisley, this kind of on the fringe uh, kind of spaceport where people from all over can come. The outer and, rim, Mike. Get your, yes, get, thank you. get your, thank get you. your, you're, vernacular the, you're, correct. you're more of a Star Wars geek than I am. <laughs> more of a geek, period. But, <laughs> but in the land, there's going to be two attractions, um, they haven't described them. In any way other than you are going to be able to pilot the Millennium Falcon. Wow. Don't know what that what that's like. I don't know if it's going to be don't a coaster, care. simulator. Could be no anything. Idea. I could care less. It could sounds it's fabulous. <laughs> and that's I just be- want the T-shirt. You see, now this is the opposite of what we were discussing before <laughs> with Frozen. All I have to do is hear an idea, and I'm on board. I, they got my money. My credit card's out. <laughs> the other attraction is going to be... Uh, based upon the, you know, you're going to be put in the middle of the battle between the First Order and the Resistance, which, uh, to my understanding, deals with the new trilogy coming yes. out. Yep. So they're going to give you old trilogy and new trilogy kind of attractions. There's going to be merchandise areas. Uh, you know, you're basically going to be in this sort of town with different, like, you know, stalls and merchandise. And each one is going to be um, run by somebody from the planet that this takes place on. There's going to be a cantina, yes. which is obviously going to be a bar and a restaurant. You, you, if you look online, there's concept art. Yes. It, it looks a lot like the Moss Eisley Cantina. Oh, uh, cantina. There's a little bit. There's a little bit of differences. Obviously, there's. I mean, behind the bar, there, there looks like there's like a, an alien swimming in a a uh, an aquarium behind the bar, which was weird looking. But there's bands, you know, like Star Wars type bands and stuff. But clearly, this is uh, modeled after the Mos Eisley Cantina, although it is not the same thing. Right. I, I love but it. Babe, 
I love that it. is essentially the idea behind this. And are you going to be able to get one of those things swimming around and have it served on a plate for you like Java? I mean, it, just... it looked more like a mermaid than like a fish. Oh, okay. Can you just stick your hand in there and eat it like Java does? That would be kind of cool. It would be. It would be. Um, yeah, I, amazing. I mean, it sounds incredible. To uh, me, go know, ahead. I, I just think I, I, I think that um, it's it sounds to me like they've kind of rushed a little bit of information to this um, mm-hmm. because they wanted to have sort of something on the uh, you know on the docket to go along with the film's release in this particular D twenty three just to kind of, because they knew they would have the buzz there around the film because I think J J Abram was at, was there as well as I think I think even Harrison Ford was at D twenty three. He absolutely was there. If yeah, you, if you so, see there, it, it, so it was. Much of the cast from the new movie. Right. So they wanted to be able to put out something. And it doesn't sound to me like they're really very far into the decision-making process and the conceptualization here. Like, they are they're, they have a few ideas. They know what they want to go with. Um you know the cantina was probably something that they that they thought we're gonna have this is we're gonna have a restaurant and that's gonna be it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, yeah. As soon I mean, as they, they decided they were gonna do Star Wars Land. They had they had to. The first question was where do we put the cantina? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so so I I I think that that's um, you know most likely uh, where we're at here. So you know we're at, I'm still at the very beginning of all this. I think, but uh, man. God. You get me driving the Millennium Falcon and having a drink at the cantina, and mm-hmm. I, that's it. You got, you know, that's. I absolutely, you, you got my money, man. Right. <laughs> I absolutely love the idea that instead of doing, you know, a little section about Ewok Village over here, uh-huh. maybe Ewok meet and greet, and over here we'll have the Moss Eisley Cantina, and then over here there'll be a, like the Hoth building and an yep. attraction there. They took one spot, and they're just going to completely flesh it out. I mean, granted, it's in the new movies, but I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is this. They finally. I mean, Disney has been talking about. You know, we have to answer Harry Potter. For Here you years. go. Yep. Here it is. Here we go. Yeah. Between this that, and, between that and Avatar, they've they're 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 gonna they're gonna run the market soon. Again, they're gonna be right, right. back right back at the top of the buzz meter. Uh, you know, in the not too distant future, um, Mike, I, I want to kind of push things along and get back to the animal kingdom. Do we have anything absolutely. else we want to discuss from the world nope. there? Nope. I other than my absolutely a home run for me. Other than my incredible jealousy that when we we won't be able to meet and greet and see Marvel characters in Florida uh, because well, you know, they were all over the place and the, out there. I mean, <laughs> the one thing I will say before we move on, real quick, to uh, the Rivers of Fight and all that kind of stuff. I was a little surprised that they didn't announce one single Marvel thing for California at all. There's nothing. Yeah. There was a little Marvel stuff. Uh, there's a new Iron Man ride, which they've already announced for Hong Kong Disney. Yeah, I, I understand what whatever. you're saying. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with I'm you. I'm surprised. There was a lot of buzz that they were going to you know, talk about, you know, they, you might get a Marvel attraction somewhere in Tomorrowland, but nothing. But anyway, go ahead. I would agree. So let's move back to the Animal Kingdom and go mm-hmm. through what I think are the showstoppers here. Um, the first thing is the Rivers of Light. 
we don't have a whole lot of new information, but what we have is some sensory overload on 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 what this is going to be. Yeah, they showed um, a test of it. Yeah, they ahead. showed a test of it. Uh, let's first talk with how Joe Rody. I mean, Joe came out and basically, you know, came to the masses, and you know, we all knelt before him. If I were there, I would have been in the front throwing rose petals up at him because of how incredible the stuff was that he was announcing. Uh, <laughs> for, his, for what for how he was describing this, he he wrote he said this about the rivers of light. This is going to be a ceremonial event. Which I just love that expression, but he's he's a great wordsmith anyway. But this is going to be a ceremonial event that will happen on our lake. It takes the idea of the special nature of animals that are in this park and turns it into a celebration of the beauty of these animals. It starts simply and humbly, continues to unfold and grow as bigger and more elaborate lanterns appear, and then huge curtains of water and light emerge from the water with animals within them, and ultimately it takes off into the sky. Uh, in the presentation itself, Joe actually said it's going to start off so humbly that people are going to be like, what is this? And then it's just going to blow you away. And as Mike said, we're going to see a lot of we, – we saw, if you can go back and find some videos, we didn't have mm-hmm. any there, um, of – of this presentation, they showed some testing, testing of the fog effects, mm-hmm. um, the water screens, and the motion of the water screens. It looks like the water screens are actually going to slide back and forth with these barges. That's kind of what I got out of that. Um, there's going right. to be lots and lots of animal imagery. Um, and I think the most incredible effect from the test that we see is the projection technology mm-hmm. onto the tree of life itself, which just, oh. which just looks incredible. I, I was particularly fond Dave of the water screen effect to the grizzly bear oh, run, yeah. running across the <laughs> uh, lake there. Amazing. And then the whale coming out and splashing down and you get that, uh, yep. you know, the, the, the actual, you know, splash effect and stuff. I mean, this is not, uh, you know, it's not like the bears from, you know, uh, one of the cartoons, you know, one of the animated movies or anything like that. No, it's a real bear. Yeah. Right. It's it's films from like the yep. Disney nature or some other, exactly. you know, actual film. Stunning. Yep. And just it jaw dropping. Yeah, it does look incredible. Um, the, it, you know, everything we see here just looks like this is going to be. Uh, you know, the nighttime show to go and see. I mean, it, it looks like it, it's giving us some of the elements of Fantasmic. Um, there's no fireworks, thank God. We don't need any of that. Mm-hmm. Besides the fact of what it could, you know, my, we've explained a thousand times, you don't want mm-hmm. stuff blowing up with animals around there. But you just, we just don't need to go there anymore. There's enough fireworks at Disney, at Walt Disney World. Um, you know, uh, there's a there there's a lot of reference to fireflies being part of this deal. We see fireflies on the Tree of Life and these little right. projection things. Joe actually made a point of he said, you know, most of this stuff is a you know has pixie dust in it. In the animal right. kingdom, our pixie dust is the fireflies, and they're right. sort of announcing the start of the show. I guess kind of. I just. They look beautiful on the train. Incredible concepts. Incredible. And I mean, you know, I think for me personally, Mike, there's that one piece of concept art that's been out forever. And when you first Mm -hmm. saw that, I said to myself, boy, (laughs) that looks like they're setting the bar high here. I mean, I don't know if they're going to come up with that much in this because there's just so much to that painting. I mean, there's there's just things everywhere. And but it looks like they yeah, they're that's what they're getting. That's what they're doing, and they've been testing it. So we're already in the testing phase, uh, you know. And now we have a timeline too, right, Mike? Early 2016. 
They announced spring, spring, spring of 2016, so we're less than a year away. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean... They announced that Avid- not to jump the gun, but they've also announced that for the nighttime Kilimanjaro Safari. Yeah, so which we'll get next, to in a second. Next yep. spring, this it's- park is obviously going to be open yeah. you know, at 8, 9, or whatever o'clock at night. And oh, you know, this thing's going to be going, and it, it is going to be a game changer. I I, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to have to get there for this. Yeah, we I are. Mean, we're going to be mean, there. We're going to have to. We're going to we're going to have to get there when this opens. Um, so let's talk about the other thing that we're that in the spring of 2016. Um, this is the one that really blows me away, only because if they can pull this off, right. I think this is this is amazing. Now, this is the nighttime safari. Mike and I have always been saying from the beginning, how are we going to have a nighttime safari? How is this going to work? How are, how are they going to be able to see the animals? Well, the what we have now really is concept, mm-hmm. what their plan is. And we've, we've been wondering forever, what is all this construction going on at Kilimanjaro? Because there's been all these places blocked off, and how could this possibly all be for the nighttime safari? What, what is this? Well, it sounds like what we're not actually getting is a nighttime safari. What we're getting is more of a perpetual sunset safari. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe described it as a nighttime adventure that will allow guests to travel through the African savanna amid the orange glow of the setting sun, so you're going. So they're going to put in sort of that false orange lighting to sort of, you know, backlight the whole area, which is very different from what we thought. It was very different from what we thought, and really great idea. I don't know if they're going to make they it. Do it if they can do it. Yep, if they can do it, the light will be low enough where I, my the complaint I can see happening is that people who may not have the sharpest of vision may struggle. A little bit if the light is is so low that it really is just sort of the orange glow of a soft sunset. Um, mm-hmm. So I do see that as a potential pitfall here. But right. I, I think the idea of um, a night safari, extending the safari, and the other thing is Mike and I, Mike's been reporting for quite a long time that Disney handlers were preparing to bring um, African wild dogs and hyenas into the family of animals at the park. He's also thought that this is where it was going to be and we now have confirmation uh joe Rody actually showed a, a picture of a hyena and during during his presentation um we have now this is confirmed these two new species will be part only of this nighttime safari so not only right. are we changing the aesthetic of the safari area we're changing the actual group of animals you get to see and we're bringing in um, you know, nocturnal creatures. So you're gonna mm-hmm. you're gonna see animals that are up and about at night. I don't know how it's gonna work in the rest of it. We're only talking about two species. We don't yet know if there's some are gonna come in and out. I mean, I know there, Mike. There must be species that are uncomfortable at night, um, or, or you know, we just sleep. So yeah, there's definitely yeah. gonna be some that come in. There's gonna be some that stay out. There's gonna be some where they have enough to switch them out during the course of the day. Right. Because as we've talked about this before, for an animal to be sort of on display, quote unquote, for you know from for nine s- o'clock in the morning to twenty hours nine a day, ten, right? <laughs> nine or, to- or ten o'clock at night is it's probably too stressful. But you know they have enough. For example, rhinos even behind the scenes where they could put in a few. You know right. the two. You know, maybe at three o'clock in the afternoon, two go in and two more come out. 
we don't know if they're actually going to shut down the ride for any period of time. You know, maybe to do this. Yeah, maybe. May, yeah. Daytime Kilimanjaro safaris will close at four and the nighttime will open up at four thirty or five. We don't know if I mean, they're calling it the sunset Kilimanjaro safari. Um, is this going to be a new attraction? In other words, can I make a fast pass right. for Kilimanjaro Safari as well as the Sunset Kilimanjaro Safari? Um, we don't know any of that yet. No, we don't. It's there's there's a lot yet to come, but the concept that we're getting here now of what this, how this is going to work, how the actual um, you know safari itself is going to work is does look brilliant, and, mm-hmm. and I can't I you know <laughs> I can't be more excited about the spring of 2016. And it's, um, it is different than anything you've seen before. Yeah. I mean, um, I've talked. I'm sorry, Dave. Uh, you know, we were talking about how the Singapore Zoo does like a night uh, night safari, and that they just basically light it up so it looks like it's really bright moonlight as you're driving by certain exhibits. They have the right. exhibits close up to the tram. This doesn't sound like that's going to be like that at all. Nope. Nope. <laughs> it's gonna be. It's gonna be. Um, I think, kind of more. Of what you're used to, mm-hmm. but with a totally different lighting situation. And I mean, I, I, I don't know, Mike, you know more than I do. I don't know enough about the animals that are on display, particularly, I'm thinking particularly in the first few um, exhibits, like the black rhino exhibits and the, mm-hmm. and the, uh, I, I know that the, um, the hippos will stay right where they are. And so, yeah, they would. And so would the, uh, the crocodiles, they're not going anywhere, but some of the forest creatures that are there, the, mm-hmm. the Okapi and, and the other, the other, the other ones that are there. Um, yeah, I don't know how that's going to work. Are they going to change? Is that going to be one of the habitats of these things? Are they, you know, what's going to happen? It, and, and I, and they have, they actually have quite a bit of Okapi on, um, property because they have the ones yep. over in the Animal Kingdom Lodge. Yep. I mean, they could always, if they wanted to, remove those, bring them to the Animal Kingdom. Of course, switch them in and out. You know, during the course of the day, and have something else in that. Yeah, it's sorry, but they Very they true. have a few of them. At, you know, in the park. Um, you know, th- there's going to be some changes. They could take those rhinos, the black rhinos, out and pull in. I don't know how many black rhinos they have. I know they have. I know the white rhinos, there's always a few off exhibit. The black rhinos, I don't know. Um, you know, maybe they put something else in that exhibit during the, right. during the evening. Uh, the wild dogs have to go somewhere. Um, That's right. I know, I know they're building a new exhibit for the hyenas. That'll just be for them. Um, so we'll see. I mean, there's a, you know, there's a lot up in the air, and it's only five, six months away. You know, Mike. Uh, or six, seven months away. For those of you who don't know, I have a six-month-old. Um, he has been the reason why I haven't been back to Disney in probably the longest amount of time it's been for, <laughs> I mean, probably some 20 years. Um, this is the, 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 and, and, but, and we were thinking about going not this Christmas, but the next Christmas. Um, but I think those plans have just changed. I mean, <laughs> I think, uh, spring of 2016 is looking more and more like the, the uh, the, the next time you'll see me at the because yeah, I'll, I'll be with you. Yeah, because this just both of these things just look fantastic. I mean, they just look mm-hmm. like showstoppers to me, and and I don't want to depend on uh, videos coming on YouTube for very long, especially when it comes to the Rivers of Light. So, so exciting stuff, Mike. This D twenty three was a good one. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, people were concerned that they weren't going to announce much, but they actually announced more than the yeah. The initial one that they did where they announced the new Fantasyland and the Star Tours 2. 
They've actually announced two right. whole new lands in the Toy Story land and Star Wars land, as well as you know some other stuff. And what I really like here is that you know the I I prefer this what they did with with these two things, the Animal Kingdom things, more than the announcement because when you make an announcement at a big event like this, you say this is what's coming. You almost have no information. Mm-hmm. So all you're doing is making an announcement, which you can do in a many different places. But when you have the forum of these big video screens and these these convention-type areas where models can come out, I mean, that's what D23 really needs more than just Bob Iger standing up there saying, hey, guys, we're going to have this Star Wars ride. I mean, as as exciting as the Star Wars ride thing is... It would be a lot more exciting if I had heard about Star Wars six months ago from Bob Iger, but was now seeing the actual ride with me and the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> well, you know, that's why I think, I mean, I think you want a nice sort of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The, you know, a nice a balance. Yeah, yeah. yeah, balance. But I, and I'm, speaking, I'm speaking as somebody who, who traveled out to D23 mm-hmm. to attend. That's uh, If I were to do that, mm-hmm. I don't want to see Bob Iger up there with a, paint, with a painting behind him. I want to see more. I want to see concept art. I want right. to see, you know, I want to see models. That, that to me is what I think is going to jazz people up. So, I, I, like you said, there's a great um, sort of combination here and we mm-hmm. may not have gotten a lot of new information out of animal kingdom nothing that we talked about we didn't really already know uh very little of it just a couple of small exceptions like lighting on the kilimanjaro safaris right. but but man the, what they put out for for that park is at this is just really up the game here and just just really put the meter up on on the move, move the needle on this whole thing on on how we on how we feel about these these things coming down the line so the only thing I would say is poor Epcot really got the short shrift of this one. <laughs> yeah. What did they get? <laughs> they got, please don't hate us for taking away Maelstrom. That's the, that's <laughs> yeah, the exactly. extent of what Epcot had. Well, I, you know, Mike, once they're done doing Hollywood Studios and if they're, yeah, su- if they're successful with these, then I, and my fear is the way we talk about the studios now is the way we're going to talk about Epcot in 10 years' time. Oh, it clearly is. You know? I mean, w- once, once this is all done, once they have like a, you know, a real great Star Wars land and once you have rivers of light keeping people at Animal Kingdom now, mm-hmm. I mean, the... the, the uh, the, the the what's the the number of people who go to Epcot is artificially inflated, I think, by a couple of things. One being the Food and Wine Festival, which is so hugely popular with locals and, and et cetera, et cetera. Right. But more importantly, is it's the park everybody goes to at night. Um, everybody goes, yep. you know, elsewhere during the day. Animal Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, but they go to Epcot for dinner. And they see illuminations or whatever. They spend the last couple hours of the day there. Once, you know, Hollywood Studios becomes, you know, a full day park instead of a quarter day park. And once, um, (laughs) you know, Animal Kingdom has a night capping event that will keep people there till nine o'clock at night, at least once or twice per vacation. I think Epcot's going to suffer from, from, you know, in in terms of the ticket gate. Big time. I think it's going to really suffer. Magic Kingdom will never suffer. Never. I mean, Never. you'll you know people still go to Magic Kingdom at night for wishes and stuff, but it really it's Epcot that that yeah. lives off of that. You know, people do the other parks during the day. You know, take a break and then at dinner time go to Epcot and walk around World Showcase, and that's going to suffer. Yep, 
I couldn't agree more. I, I, I think it's going to, it's, it's that, you know, maybe within the next couple of years, we'll start to hear some changes. Maybe the new illuminations will, uh, will start, right. we'll start to really, you know, this is something that people have been saying is in the pipeline for as long as I can remember since 2003, really, we've been hearing that this is going to come. Uh, I think it's the most overreported rumor I've ever heard and that has mm-hmm. yet, yet to come true. Um, yeah, but that's going to have to happen. You're right, and and it's going to have to happen in the in the not too distant future, or they're going to start to lose it over there. But mm-hmm. there's always got to be that, right? There's always has to be the park that is lagging behind because they simply can't sure. do this all the time. They have to keep the doors open, you know, and the and the gates down, the sure. the, the construction walls down somewhere. There's <laughs> always going to be something. I yeah, mean, when, yeah. And then when Epcot's done, people will say, you know, Tomorrowland is really terrible. They got to do something with that. Which it <laughs> is, and they do. But <laughs> you can't do. You can't rework yeah. four parks at once. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, there's a lot of construction coming over the next five years. So, you know, uh, I, I mean, Hollywood uh, Studios is going to be a disaster area for five years. Yeah. I mean, it really is. Yeah. And I just, I just, I just pray that they, you know, they have this Star Wars property. Don't mess it up. I mean, don't, you know, build something there, pull out all the stops. It sounds like that's what you're doing at Avatar. Do it and it, times ten at Star Wars because well, it's it sounds like they're at least that the it sounds like they're at least putting the money and the effort. They're not just putting you know a spinner ride and a most likely cantina out there. Right. I mean, they're, sounds like they're building an immersive environment, huge, spending a lot of money on it. I mean, it sounds legit. I agree. I Toy agree. Story Land might be a little bit you know a little bit of what you just said, but not yeah. Star Wars. Yeah, but I mean. It, in the context of putting Star Wars and, you know, plus the Sunset Boulevard area already, I mean, a, a, mm-hmm. a little area, nicely themed, a couple of kids. I mean, it's not it's not a bad idea. I just think that I, I think I agree. The more and more I think about it, Mike, I agree with you, which is it would be nice to kind of expand the Pixar idea. Mm-hmm. And if you're not going to build a incredibly themed land like Cars Land, um, which you really couldn't do with the Toy Story property because what would you do? You can't build Andy's right. room. Um, so, it, I mean, you could pick another place to do it, but Toy Story is the one. I would like to see them kind of incorporate, you know, the entire Pixar line there. You know, maybe something from The Incredibles or something, you know, something from Ratatouille and see these, you know, I, I want right. to see those things come in because, uh, you know, that's that. That's what you wanted at a studio park, and but let's give it time. I mean, this is early down the road here, and my um, Star Wars is the big shiny object that'll keep my sure. mind on <laughs> for a long, yeah, long time. Also, so I, I think you also have to think about this: is that you know this park is going to be a mess for five years. Obviously, there's going to be a lot closed. What they announced for Toy Story, and they already had concept art, and they already had names of attractions essentially, and they already have like an idea what they're doing as opposed to Star Wars Land. Where they just had a couple of drawings and stuff like that. The right. Toy Story thing seems a little bit more, and the fact that it's, you know, not major attractions. I think they could probably open this up a lot quicker. Yeah. So I I suspect that the Toy Story Land will open up in a couple of years, you know, as sort of like step one, because to, you know if what they are building for Star Wars is what they say they're going to build, that's going to take forever to build. I mean, that's going to be based upon yeah. Disney's. Oh, schedule yeah, yeah, at least yeah, yeah. four or five yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, that'll be the Avatar but, timeline, right? But Toy yeah. Story, they could probably get out in two. Yeah, 
and at least yeah. give you something at Hollywood Studios to say, all right, something now, new, you know, right, 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 and to come then to go along with the extra track for Toy Story Mania. So yeah, right. ab- absolutely right, cool. So let's let's uh, let's wrap things up here. Don't forget to uh, check out our website, JumboEveryone.com. Uh, feel free to follow us on Twitter. Mike's at at JumboEveryone. I'm at at Radio Harambe. We're on Facebook as well. You can get the links through JumboEveryone.com. All the social media stuff is there. Um, don't forget to subscribe to the show and uh, you know thank you so much as always for your great support and all the great emails to people who I mean for the last couple of weeks we've been getting just tons of great feedback on on our rant about the lion being uh, <laughs> in our last show about the uh, the death of Cecil the lion uh, we're being, and then the support we got with people just sending us things from D23 um, you know everybody who we knew who was there just making sure they got us the information on the animal kingdom as quickly as possible we can't thank everybody enough for all that uh, you can go to Twitter you can go to there are our website and you can find all the contact information if you have any comments or questions about the show feel free to email us at jomboeveryone at gmail.com so for safari mike i'm dave mcbride quaharini go well and thank you for listening to radio harambe Now, who